Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Change Wholesale. Change Wholesale gives brokers an unfair advantage. The groundbreaking community mortgage from Change Wholesale is the only owner-occupied mortgage that doesn't require income or employment documentation. Fewer requirements, more closing. That's the Change Wholesale Unfair Advantage. Get connected with Change Wholesale by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. All right, everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I am a broker here in Michigan. I have my own shop called Priority Mortgage Lending, along with and proudly saying I'm the AIM president of membership here. Uh, Today is going to be interesting, I think, but I always go into these knowing that they're always going to be interesting uh but this one i've i've known this individual for for many many years see her at pretty much every event possible um always promoting the wholesale channel uh but the the spin on this one is that uh gina's a processor and her and i have been talking about what we can do for our members overall in the grand scheme of things uh i don't want to say there's a disconnect but sometimes there is between uh loan officer and processor what's supposed to be happening, what isn't. Everyone has their own unique relationship. Uh, but this person, listen, she's the owner-operator of Innovative Edge Processing, Gina Warriby. So Gina, listen, yeah. we're just going to hop right into it. First off, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. No, no problem. So you have a lot of experience in this industry, but tell me how, because yes. I, I love to hear people's background. You know, uh, probably I'm a broken record saying it, but I don't care. But tell me how you got into this crazy world. Give me Give me kind of like how when you started, how you've evolved and what's going on with you. Absolutely, Mark. Um, Funny story is my ex-husband answered an ad in the newspaper about um, something that he didn't say loan officer, mortgage broker or anything. So he went and interviewed and got the job. And due to his thick accent, he was having some difficulty cold calling Um, back in the day when we used to sit by the phone and, and cold call new potential clients. And he asked me to come on in and try it out and see. And within the first couple of days, I had already surpassed all the people in that office for loan application taking. So um, it just transitioned really quickly into loan officer, then a manager. And then I decided that I didn't like working for somebody. So I opened up my own broker shop. So now, when, do, when did you do that? When did you open up your own broker shop? Um, right in the beginning of the 2000s. And okay. then we did decide to close it in 2008 with the, with the bubble. Um, but I, I've been on that side. I've been a loaner, loan officer. I've been a broker owner. Um, I did enjoy it, but then I decided to become a certified underwriter. And then I just decided that I am a very organized, meticulous type of person and very analytical that I, I like the processing side of things. I like the back end. I like the organization part of it. So I opened up Innovative Edge Processing. Okay. Now, when did you when did you open up Innovative Edge? Ten years ago, approximately ten years ago, and there was nothing like it in New England. Okay. So you're 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 somewhat nationwide. I am now in seven states, about to be in my eighth. Okay. Okay. Now that's a that's a jump to go to. I want to I want to I want to hear your mindset on this. That's a big jump to go to from you know, taking applications to being a loan officer to starting your own broker shop and then kind of, I don't want to say throwing it away, but throwing it to the side and saying, I'm going to start a processing company. Why? Just, I mean, (laughs) why? There's got to be a reason. Really simple, really simple. 
Um, when I decided to switch over as an LO, I did not like how everything fell on my shoulders. Everything was our fault as a loan officer. Um, the loan didn't close because the borrower had crappy credit. It was my fault. And I just didn't like that. I wanted to be the, I always used to say, um, the loan isn't over until I get blood from a stone. And I would work and work and work files until we couldn't do it anymore. And I just didn't like that feeling. And so being a processor originally, we didn't get that blame. We didn't, you know, we were the back end. We just reviewed the paperwork and we really didn't know one way or another what really ended up happening on that file. Yes, if it closed, obviously we know it closed, but we didn't follow through with, with clients. And I just didn't like that portion of it. So being on this side now, it's very different. Now we're more your partner than we are just the back end. We're not paper pushers. So it's, it's an interesting transition how processing itself came around. Now, when you were going into this, I mean, I always say this about processors. I, I'll put it out there. You know, yeah. when I speak, when I speak to them, you know, because they're, they're a huge part of a membership. Uh, but when I, but when I speak to them, I say, you know, really, so most processors out there are like the lifeblood of this industry. Um, I know some people, I'm not going to name names because if, if I name names, they would, they would kill me here, but like, <laughs> uh, they may work in my office, but basically if their processor goes down for the day or, you know, they're at a funeral, whatever the case may be. They're done for the day too. They're like, They're I don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> it's God forbid we take funny. a vacation or a day off to do something. And then our loan officers are like, what did you do? Yeah. Right. But with that mindset, you guys, I mean, really processing in, in one sense, I mean, really pushes the, the loan to the closing line. Absolutely. Um, we are your partner. We are the backbone and we enhance your professionalism, really we are the lifeblood of brokers. And unfortunately, a lot of people treat us more like assistants than equals in, in this industry. Yeah, We're not just paper pushers. We are fully educated. We are, uh, a lot of us have actually been in the business a lot longer than loan officers. We just don't choose to be on the sales side anymore. Yeah, no, and I think that's a great point, Gina, right there is that, you know, yeah, they're, you, processes are there to enhance our business as a loan officer. And, and and true partners. I mean, I could never imagine. I've heard horror stories of loan officers calling and reaming their processors, saying it was their fault oh, and yeah. whatnot. And I'm like, oh, yeah. listen, it's 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 a partnership. And I'm a big, Absolutely. big believer in the word partner. Absolutely. Uh, we're human. We make mistakes too. So Yeah. Absolutely. So now give me, give me, give me the scope of your company. Is it just you? Uh, as it a is just me. It's just yep. you. Perfect. So it's just me. Mm -hmm. They're getting, so you're getting all the calls. You're getting all the emails. You're getting Absolutely. all the updates. All right. Perfect. All right. So let's, let's, let's hop into this a little bit here of processing okay. because I, before I, before I ask you, you know, because you and I've had a lot of conversations about this, it's yeah. truly what is the role of the processor. Now, as we, mm -hmm. as we go over this, Please understand that I understand and Gina understands out there that each one has their own unique situation. We're, 100%. We're talking on a grander scale of things. If you are someone who's never used a processor or maybe you're just someone new kind of getting into the business, Gina, what would you say the role of the processor is? That is a catch-22 mark. As you <laughs> and I have been talking about, there are no set defined roles as what a processor, what an LOA, and what a, a loan officer is supposed to do. And that's why I'm trying to get a, a, a playbook, if you will, in order so that way, yes, 
every lo um, loan officer wants different things. Every processor is willing to do different things. But if we could just set and define some basic stuff, like a loan officer is to you know complete the 1003. That's a basic item. Um, they should be getting that, those income docs to be in, in order to pre-qualify their client. They shouldn't be pushing that onto a processor. It's not the processor's responsibility, but because there are no set guidelines, there are no set defined roles in this industry. It's making it very, very hard for a lot of processors. We end up being more treated like lo um, loan officer assistants. You know, hey, go, go to your processor for that. They'll take care of it. When in all reality, that's not the case. Yeah, so if, if I was someone just getting signed up with you per se, um, and, and I would say, okay, Gina, tell me what, what's my responsibility, what's your responsibility? And this is for Innovative Edge Processing, go, what is it? You sell the loan and send it to me, hands off after that. You let me take it from there. You do what you do best. You go out there and sell, get new loans, smooth mm. marketing, um, real estate agents, let me do what I do and take the loan from, um, you know, when the client says, yes, I'm ready to go. So you send the file over to me. I register, disclose. I obtain any documentation that the loan officer didn't provide. Submit it, order title binder payoffs, all the normal natural stuff. Um, clear conditions. Give updates to borrowers, real estate agents, title attorneys, that kind of stuff. And then get it to closing. The, there are a couple things me personally I don't do, which again, is probably just a personal thing. Um, I don't handle income because being a loan officer and broker owner before, I truly believe that that is something that should be taken care of before the file even hits a processor's desk. I don't touch rates. Again, I feel like that is a processor, um, excuse me, a loan officer thing. You need to discuss those with your client when you're you know, pre-qualifying them. I don't do compliance. I am not a compliance officer. I will make sure you have everything in the file for an audit if you do get audited, but I don't ever claim to be a compliance officer. And um, the last thing, and I think the most important is I don't, I don't approve the final CD. I will get it all set and ready to go, but I do believe that the loan officer should be responsible to review that final CD, make sure their commission is all set along with everything else that the borrower had requested. Interesting. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, you do quite a bit. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's, it's weird because sometimes uh, I, I like a loan officer like myself, I would never do that. Uh, and, and the reason why I say that I'm just a little bit too more hands on, I, I just have to be. It's my personality. Yeah. I so how, how I do things is I, I do the first initial disclosure. For, for the most part, you know what I mean? Unless I don't know how to work the system, newer lender, you know, um, I will yeah. do the initial disclosing. And then I tell my, my processor will get everything in line for me of like condition sheets and what I need. But then I send them. I always say it, it's my customer. I want to be the one that talks to the customer. I agree with you on income. I'll do the income and let me fight that battle. But when it comes to the customer itself, I'll say, hey, you know, I, I have a production assistant here who will help yeah. me, my, my processor. Uh, so if you hear from her, don't be shy, but at the same time, you'll be hearing from me because in essence, you're my customer. Absolutely. And um, everybody does things a little bit different. It is your customer. You're the one who fought to get them in the door to get that loan on your desk. So absolutely, you want to stay in contact with them. And you are the face of that loan. When that loan closes, everybody remembers Mark Summer, go see Mark. Um, they don't really remember the back end people, but that's literally going to be a one by one case where it's all what you're comfortable with. 
I don't mind talking to customers and, you know, always referring back to the loan officer. Hey, you know, the loan officer is the one you want to discuss that with or um, making sure the loan officer is involved in the entire transaction, even though they might not be the one contacting the client for the conditions, they're involved still. I make sure that they stay involved. Right. Where so there there's this stigma going on around around there about like like we just I mean we we briefly touched on it that you know processors are assistants and you know and and I hear kind of horror stories of how sometimes they get we'll say spat on a little bit, okay? Why why yeah. do you think that is? How did we how do you think we got to that point? Um that's a really good question actually. I think when you're a back end person, it just becomes more of a natural flow of things that you take on a, a lot of roles. And especially with us as processors, we don't get paid unless the loan closes. So we're going to go out there and fight as hard as possible for you to get this loan to close. We are going to do everything in our power. And I think that's where a lot of the issue comes from is without setting defined roles, processors take on things that we shouldn't be doing just to help get the loan done. Or in the down market like it is now, uh, when we do have less files on our desk and we're hurting and we need more business, we do tend to do a lot more things that we shouldn't be doing or wouldn't normally do if the market was you know, busy and plentiful. We do take on things that we really shouldn't be doing, but we don't have much to do. So we, we accommodate, we adjust. The problem is we just don't get the value. We don't feel valued. We don't get the recognition in, in the, the broker world for that. Yeah, we need, you know, we need to change that. We we have processor days and stuff like that that we're that we're working on. I always try to give a shout out to to my processor when I can because I mean she she when it comes to the mortgage world, she runs my life. You know, and my and basically where, my whole where are you life. on on nights and weekends on and you know when your clients are emailing and calling where not you specifically but where is the loan officer a lot of the times we're the ones working after hours we're the ones working on the weekends we're the ones pushing to get everything done while a lot of the loan officers are out there golfing and you know on their boats or taking a family day which is completely fine but then when we have to take a day or an hour for lunch or run our kids to the doctor it's 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 a catch 22 for us. It's like, why are you taking an afternoon off? Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. So, I mean, and that kind of leads into my next question is what can, what can loan officer broker owners do to support processors more in your eyes? Make us make the loan officer understand, not make, I'm sorry. Um, have the loan officer understand that we are an equal partner. We are your backbone the more valued we feel as a person, the more we're going to give to you naturally. We are going to be better at what we do mm -hmm. because we're creating those expectations in a, a simple thank you. Thank you for what you do. Or, oh my God, you did such a great job on that file. Thank you so much for all of your help and getting it to the finish line. Or Thank you for reviewing that guideline and pushing back on the underwriter for those. The, the word thank you is so underused for us. That right there just starts the whole world of equality for us. Absolutely. And I 100% support that. So that's one thing that on a granular scale we can do to show appreciation. What can what can a loan officer or broker do during the process? Like from, from oh start God. to finish, just that can help a, you. Just... Uh, Send over a 1003 that is complete. 
it's the little details that a lot of loan officers don't even think twice about. I get so many loan applications across my desk that don't have a two-year complete residential history, that doesn't have a two-year employment history. Just the, the absolute basics of a loan officer's application right there, that's the first thing that you can do. Second thing is just make sure you communicate with your processor. Tell them all the nitty gritties. Um, I love it when my loan officers send over a little note to me that says, um, client is a stay at home mom, her child sleeps between 12 and two. I know not to call during that time frame. It makes the experience a little bit more personal for that, that borrower. They understand, we understand them as if we took the loan application originally from them. Any little notes that, that we can, we can get from the loan officer is, is huge. No, I agree with that. And, and, and myself and my processor, we got a pretty good system where we have this note section where it's, you know, we use Slack, you know, and I don't know what system you use and we'll get into that in a second, but we use Slack and we go back and forth because it's file based and the, the way we do it. And right when I submit a file to her, you know, right away, I say, okay, we're excluding this debt because this is why I'm using this income. Although just know that on the back end, we have bonus income that I'm not showing uh, X, Y, Absolutely. I mean, just like, all those little details that as a processor, you may not be beating yourself over the head going, oh my God, how am I gonna get this through? When us loan officers know in the back and because of the conversations that we've had, it's like, oh no, they got, they got more pension income. They got this, they, whatever, Absolutely. whatever it is. So I, a I gift. think that's huge. Um, I think that's huge is a loan officer doesn't think to, to tell their processor, oh yeah, there are not enough funds. They are gonna get a gift. So if you put that in the notes, we can obtain that upfront. And, and, and get that documentation right up front. So that's why the notes are very important. Yeah, I think I think sometimes in, in this industry, I, I also think it was because one, if you're an older loan officer, the wild, wild west, you could pretty much do whatever the hell you wanted. You could make up anything you want and it was probably going to get through. Um, but then yeah. it comes to the point where we were so busy that it was like, give us the least amount of details, we'll put it in. But, you know, Correct. that's a big thing I've been telling people is, hey, shit in, shit out. You know what I mean? If you if you give a shit application, you're going to get shit back. So Correct. I think that's huge to be as detailed as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. So which, so when it comes to you yourself, um, I'm sure your loan officers all have different systems, whether they're using Arrive, <clears throat> Calix, um, whether they're using Blink, whatever, Encompass, all of them out there. Um, how... <laughs> bites, bites. What system are you using to kind of keep everything under your wraps? Um, whatever the loan officer, whatever the broker uses, I have to get a username and password for each and every individual that a broker that I work with. The um, saving grace for myself is I use a system called Trello. It is a virtual whiteboard. Um, they do have other ones out there, Asana, Monday. There's a ton of different things. I just found for my needs, Trello works great. Um, the loan officer can log in uh, to a free account that I provide to them and they can see everything about that file. What I've done, when I've done it, what I've ordered, when I've received it, um, conversations I've had with clients, any notes that I need to know about upfront. It, it really is my saving grace when I have tons of loans on my desk, trying to keep them all straight and remembering all the little nitty gritty things on files. Absolutely. Yeah. Any, any form, I always tell people any form of communication that you can have specifically for that file back and forth with your processor is huge. 
you know, and uh, we're, we're big believers. We always, we still call it to this day, the conversation log, because that's what it was Absolutely. in Kalix. That was, that <laughs> was, what it, was it was always, did you put it in the conversation log? So I yeah. tell people, the, like, we do it all the time. Hey, just make sure you log in the conversation log, even though we don't have it. Yeah, but the thing is too, Mark, it's for your own protection. It's for my protection. Um, loan officers will call and be like, why didn't you order this when the intent to, and the intent to proceed was signed? Well, let me go to my notes. My notes say I didn't have the credit card information because I had to wait for the intent to proceed to be signed. Or um, I didn't have the contact information and who to order the appraisal through. Just those little details. I have so many loans on my desk at any given time. I can't remember last week or a month from now what happened on John Smith's file. If you get audited, I can pop right into that file and take a look at my notes and have an answer for the auditor that says, this is why we did it. This is how we did it. And it's it's my saving grace eventually. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we all, all these love things, audits, you know that. Oh God, <laughs> oh, I love them. You know, it's funny because we sit here and talk about the most simplest things that that we can do. And I just think, you know, from, and AIM's gonna do whatever they can from their standpoint. I know the processing world is uniting and doing whatever they can, but a lot of it just turns out to be, these simple things that we're talking about is just being a partnership and just making it part of our daily routine. And I really think that, that that relationship will change. Well, this is this is your last chance to talk about processing in a sense of what should the rest of the industry know about processors? We are highly valued, meticulous, organized, critical backbone. We are highly motivated. We are fully licensed. Um, a lot of us business owners, processing company owners are actually double licensed because in a lot of the states, we have to be a mortgage broker along with an originator. So we have to go through the same process as you. We have to take, take the same classes. We have to take the same CE classes. We are equal to you. We just choose to be behind the scenes instead of up front with your clients. That's just a personal preference. I just yeah. want people to know that, you know, we are important. We are mortgage experts in this industry as well as loan officers and broker owners and everybody. Love it. Love it. All right. So now we all know what kind of times we're in right now. Tougher times. Got to work for it. It's kind of almost getting back to the grassroots of what we used to do. And I just think people are having a hard time with that. Um, Absolutely. But from, from your standpoint, everyone wants to know, you know, what's the future of mortgages? What's rates going to do? No one knows. No one has control of it. But what do you see the future of processing being? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm torn, honestly. I'm torn because all of the technology that's out there, um, UWM has Bolt and, you know, where they're pre-automated and all of these AI is coming out. And yes, I could see the way the business goes is, is processors do get eliminated because everything's automated. However, on the flip side of that, there isn't going to be that human connect, that human contact one-on-one. -on -one. So I do believe that we still are going to thrive. We still are going to prosper. We still are going to be the backbone. And you're going to need us because a computer can't answer questions and, and call the client and do all the one-on-one -on -one stuff that we really do. Yeah. I, I always say, yeah, there's always technology and people, you know, think the sky is falling. Um, yeah. You know, there's always been those talks. You're not going to need loan officers anymore. Uh, you're not going to need, I, I, there's yep. still going to be, like you say, that human element where a computer just can't fix it. Um, artificial right. intelligence just can't fix it. 
So I really, I really think there'll always be that human element in there, no matter what. It's like those phone calls where you're trying to reach somebody and you're screaming in the phone, I want customer service and you're clicking zero and we still need that in our industry. This is a very big deal for clients. I mean, this is the American dream, buying a home. They need that coddling. They need that one-on-one attention where an AI would not get that for them. Yeah. What would you, how would you like to see the future of processing be? Because I, I know before, before, you, before you answer, I know why I use a processor. There's a lot of reasons why. But one of my main reasons and why I personally like people using processing, it's, a, it's another set of eyes that can prevent fraud. It can, it's another set Absolutely. of eyes that can prevent, uh, uh, you know, mistakes. Um, Correct. Obviously, too many, she- too many uh, chefs in the kitchen can always be dangerous. But at the same time, you know, a processor, it's both of our licenses on the line. And Absolutely. that's why I really like it. I will never stop using a processor. I don't care if it eats into my bottom line uh, because there's some right. lenders that don't allow charge processing fees and whatnot. But uh, what do you see the future or how would you like to see processing in the future? Um, just reiterate everything I've already said. I would love to see us be treated as your equal. Um, we we follow the loans from the beginning to the end. We work with the underwriters. We monitor the guidelines. We know things a lot of loan officers don't know because they're not in the weeds. They're not in the trenches. They know when they can push back. They know how to um, work conditions where a lot of loan officers don't. So just to make the processing people feel valued and equal, that is is a huge goal where I would love in five years to come back and look at this video and say, wow, look at where we have come. And we've come together as an industry not just as processors, but as broker owners, as loan officers, as LOAs, as underwriters, we all are working for the same goal. And that's for your borrower. Yep, absolutely. It's, it's almost like it's this lineage thing where, you know, realtors get pissed off at loan officers. And, you know, realtors sometimes say the dumbest things like, oh, maybe you just don't want this to close. And it's like, I don't, oh, I don't yes. get paid unless <laughs> it closes, just like you, you know what I mean? And absolutely. It's, it's you as well. You don't get paid unless it closes. So it's, mm-hmm. it's all this team effort. It's all this partnership. And I'm, and I think that's Absolutely. great. All right, and I'm education, a- education yeah. is huge. Making sure everybody's educated from day one of the process and creating reasonable expectations for everybody, including real estate agents. Things don't necessarily happen overnight, even though they can, if you have all parties that are helping to get it done right away. But if you have a, a loan officer or a broke a borrower who doesn't get you items for a week, that's not our fault. You know what I mean? So real estate agents need to be educated on the process as well. Yep. That, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, it's funny because whenever I have a question about maybe even if it's a program or how to calculate something, I never call my AE first. I never call my processor. first. I go to my processor yeah. first because guess what? They're probably seeing 10 times more files than I am. Absolutely. And then we have had that situation come across. So I, I lean on my processor like crazy. Absolutely. I feel like I've done my job as a processor. If a loan officer reaches out to me and says, hey, have you ever seen this before? Have you ever done this? How do we deal with it? How do I, what, what do we get as a condition for to clear this, this item? That is where I know I'm being valued is when someone reaches out to me and says, hey, what do you think of this? Have you ever had that experience? Absolutely. All right. One last question, and then I'm gonna let you go. I know you're busy. Uh, mm-hmm. Appreciate your time. Um, Fuse is right around the corner. 
Um, and I yeah. think this is going to be released before Fuse. You've been at every Fuse, I think. At least I feel like you've been at every Fuse or most of them. What's one thing that a processor can take away from Fuse? I always ask the loan officers and broker owners, hey, what can you take away from Fuse? What can a processor, why would a processor want to come to Fuse? Give me one good reason. For me, it's all about the networking and uh, marketing yourself and getting the name mm. out there for processors and helping just educate loan officers that processors are there, processors are valued. Not to mention all the little um, side sessions that you can get of an invaluable amount of information from. Love it. Yep. I, I see quite a few processors there, you know, and, and, and Ames, Ames working on some other things for processing personally, but right now we're just not there yet. We've been, we've been yeah. stretched pretty thin, but uh, Gina, just so everyone knows, Gina has been a great advocate, you know, not only the wholesale channel, but processors and, and this whole industry. So Gina, listen, I, I, I really, really appreciate your time today and, and sharing everything, how you feel about processing. Absolutely. Whatever I can do to help. I'm just a phone call or email away. Perfect. All right, Gina. So listen, everyone, I just want, once again, want to thank her for coming and brokers. If you want to get caught up in all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all of the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Google podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can download podcasts. Do me a favor, rate it, leave a review. Um, it helps us get the podcast out there and spread the word that brokers are better. And Gina, as always, you're one of them. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. All right. Attention brokers, step up to the plate and knock it out of the park at the largest annual gathering of independent mortgage professionals in the country, AIM's sixth annual Fuse National Conference. Katie Sweeney, Matt Ishbia, Renee Rodriguez, Dale Vermillion, and Todd Duncan round out an all-star lineup of mortgage masters. Network with thousands of MVP wholesale mortgage professionals and the industry's top brass lenders and vendors. Gear up your team and your business with electrifying keynote speakers, hands-on summit sessions, major mortgage news, and historic announcements. Get the lowest price of the season and save $200. Get your tickets at aimgroup.com backslash events. That is aimgroup.com backslash events.